Welcome, people, to another exciting episode of Conversations with Shovel Green. I am your host, the main man, Big Nasty, Big Daddy Cool, Shovel Nasty. You can just call me Shelby Green. Everybody knows what I am and who I am and what I'm about. And today I have a very special guest, a guy I work with personally. And we're going to do a little fun review today on a movie called The Lost Boys. He's never seen before, believe it or not. Horror fans are draw dropping like a motherfucker right now. My good old buddy, Matt Kamarowski, Kamakaki, Kawasaki. How we doing, Matt? Doing good, bud. How you doing? Good, man. Good, man. Did you get, how, this is your Friday because you work Sunday through Wednesday? Uh, yeah, actually, this is my weekend now. So just kind of kind of chilling, hanging out, stopping by and saying hi and see what's up. All right. So we'll give you a little rundown. We work together. You are a supervisor at Old Dominion Freightline. Wonderful place we work at. Oh, yeah. It's gotta, fan- gotta love it. Fantastic. <laughs> First, I'll swig of water for the working men. Mm-hmm. Can't drink because you have a child here and I don't have any beer. So believe it or not, <laughs> saving my energy for Kumas tomorrow. Oh, Ooh. I can't, I can't wait, oh, dude. God, so you were born and raised from? Uh, I'm from Chicago, Chicago, initially. Yeah, Chicago. South Side. South Sider. Oh yeah. So um, here's one thing about me. I go to Chicago. I've been there a lot of times. I love Chicago. I love the food. Oh my god, I love the food in Chicago. But that traffic will give you fucking anxiety, dude. Let me <laughs> tell you. Let me tell you. If you can learn to drive in Chicago, you could drive anywhere in the world. I swear to God, you. dude. I learned a lot that week when we went for the AEW show. We went to Hoffman's Estate, which is a suburban Chicago, yeah. which is like an hour outside of Chicago. Believe it or not, it, it don't take that long. But the problem is, it's like... It, it shouldn't take that long to get there. But yeah. <laughs> it does in Chicago. It's a life and death experience Absolutely. anywhere. Absolutely. So going to Chicago, you're like, this is Chicago, Illinois. This is the big-ass windy city. Cars come around the turnpike 75 miles an hour, more like 90. It's fucking insane. Yeah. If you're honestly, there have been times where I've been doing 90 down the Dan Ryan and getting passed by people. I'm, t- mm-hmm. and I'm not talking crawling, I'm talking mm-hmm. like Indy 500 levels of speed right here. You Absolutely, know? man. Chicago's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I love the food there. Their pizza's always oh, yeah. good. Their pizza's what they're in everybody else's world, but their deli meat is really good. Their deli sandwiches is shit. I can't, I can't talk enough about <laughs> Chicago food in general. Like, that'll. That'll be a topic for all day. Oh, a Chicago food will make you feel some type of way where it's like, damn, this is good-ass food. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. So what I like to do on the podcast, obviously, guys, and everybody knows me, I'm just now getting to the review things. I had a guest last week, my boy Jared Easterbrook, the Batman review we did. We had a good time with that. A little sloppy, a little over the place, but Jared was fucking nervous as ever. <laughs> he was like, I'm real repair, bub. And then as soon as the recorder started, he's like a... Yeah, he was scared. He was blushing and everything else. We had a couple Sun Kings and had a good time, man. A little Wheat Mac. Mm. But it was a good time. So I've been talking to you a while. You said, hey, man, I'd love to be on or wherever. I said, hell yeah, man. I'd love to have you. Actually, I told you. I said, I'd love to have you on. And we were. I told you where things goes. And I said, we were talking about, we got on a horror subject. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, he goes, have you ever seen Lost Boys? I'm like, yeah, I've seen Lost Boys. I got a tattoo. Actually, it was when I got that tattoo yeah, done. because yeah, you had pointed it out. I said, "That's you don't know what... I said, you've never seen the Lost Boys? I said, dude, you got to come on the show. We got to review it. So, obviously, Lost Boys is one... I'm going to give it... This is a spoiler alert for everybody. Lost Boys is one of my top three favorite horror films of all time. It's in my top ten favorite movies of all time. It's a horror classic, in my opinion. It's on Netflix till March 31st. If you haven't seen this, which you must be living on a fucking rock, but if you've never seen it, you might want to check it out. So, I just want to ask your impressions. After what, did you watch it last night? I uh, watched it. Shit, I don't even know what. Yeah, yeah, it was last night. Last night, after I messaged you about the concept where we're going to run down yeah, everything else. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, well, actually, no, I watched it two nights ago, and then I watched it again just last Just refresh night. your memory? So, yeah, just to kind of go over it again, because the first watch through, you know, going through Raw and everything, you're just soaking it up. Mm-hmm. Second time, kind of paying a little more attention to things, and mm-hmm. I was just, I was eating that up. Yeah. yeah. So, you liked it? Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it definitely scratched that, like, that old school... Like kind of eighties horror flick itch, you know. Well, it came out in July of nineteen eighty seven, July thirty first, and mm. it was directed by Joel Schumacher. And a lot of people don't know this. Joel Schumacher, this is probably the best film he's ever made. That's off the top of my head right now. But you know what he's known for, right? Batman Forever and Batman Robin. He directed that's the. Right. He, so he, yeah. it's a shame his career kind of got stained <laughs> with that. But he made a horror classic, and well, our, I mean, they only made those movies to sell toys in the first place. Yeah, absolutely, and they're nostalgia. I mean, I had the bat, I had the toys. Oh, yeah. I had it. Man. Yeah, you know what I mean? They sold. It worked. I so. remember I, the coolest VHS cover I had was that Batman Robin cover where you got Batman here, Robin here, Poison Ivy here, and here's and here's. Mr. Freeze right there was cool. The kid I love it and I watch it now. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck was I thinking? It's so bad. <laughs> but um, you know, but obviously, you know, this is a a classic for horror films. When people ask about the, what's the greatest vampire horror film of all time, nine times out of ten, or maybe eight times out of ten, people say The Lost Boys. And I think that's what I I was so surprised knowing how, what your personality is that you had never seen it. I'll be honest. There's so many times where like I'm having a conversation with somebody and they'll bring up a movie and I'll be like, oh, I haven't seen it. I'm like what? And like honestly, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Like Lost Boys being one of them, which I, honestly, I finished watching it, and the first thing I said to me myself is, "How the fuck have I been sleeping on this thing for years? <laughs> like this is great, right. this is fantastic." And it's a movie that it, you come, it comes out in the eighty, but it has that great feel. Like it never it ages. Every time you watch it, I went over to a buddy's house to hang out with him, his wife, and some other people there. Not going to comment on who was there, but it was a good time. Anyway, and we were all hanging out, and his wife is a huge horror fan. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's a bigger horror fan than me, but she's not. And I actually told her that you were coming over to watch the, the you never seen Lost Boys. She goes, he's never seen Lost Boys? Like, she's one of the, is her favorite, I think it's her favorite horror movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we it was on Netflix, we watched it, and every time I watch it, you know, you hear this, we're going to talk about the film and, and we're going to talk about it, but every time you see it and you watch it, I think I was 10 years old when I first watched it, and every time, 10 years old watching a horror film, every time I watch it, I love it even more and more and more. It's one of those films that's timeless. And, you know, it's got a great cast of characters in it. You know, you got, I mean, you got Corey Feldman who's in it. He's been in, he was in the Friday 13th Part 4, but he's known for the Goonies movie, obviously. Yeah. You got rest in peace. Corey Ham was in it. You know mm-hmm. he was in this film. Diana Diana West was in it from Richie. I think she was in Richie Rich, wasn't she? I think yeah. I think she was the mom in that. Yeah. And Edward Herman, who who played um who played it um. Edward, Isn't he the dad in that too? Yeah, he, Edward Herman played in uh he played the he he's a dad in that he played uh yeah he yeah he did a lot of um yeah he was he was in Rich he was I think he was in Richie Rich wasn't he Yeah, wasn't he the the dad. Yeah, I think he was a dad. Yeah, I believe he was. He was in Marsha Shorts Avatar. He's been in a lot of films. So you got a good cast of guys, but obviously Kiefer Sutherland is the guy who steals the show in this. Oh, absolutely. That's the guy that you talk, the guy that's on my arm right here. That's the guy, David Powers, the guy in this film where you go, he is, that is the dude. That is the guy that you walk away from this movie like, why? And it's one of those villain deaths like, 
to me, when he dies in this, which he, spoiler alert for anybody, when Keith, Keith dies, Sutherland dies in this, in a great fight, by the way, mm-hmm. every scene he's on, he's magical. Every scene is, he's magical in oh, my yeah. opinion. He just, he kind of like has this, it's not just like that creepiness vibe to him, but this air of he's the one in control. He's the one in charge running the situation. Mm-hmm. And I love that Hebrew Sutherland really, you know, he, he makes that happen with his role as David here. But you were saying about uh, his last fight or yeah. the, the the last fight. Yeah, there. Well, I think we're jumping ahead. We're, we're on break. Well, I think we'll we'll run the movie film yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. We'll run down the everything, and we'll give a scale of one to ten on a score we like. Mm-hmm. Ten being the highest, one being the lowest. I don't think we're gonna go that low. <laughs> I think we're gonna be pretty high. So basically, Michael Emerson, who is played by Drake, uh, Jason Pratt and his younger brother Sam, are moving with their divorced mom Lucy, who is Diana West. They moved to a small beach town, Santa Clara, California, to live with her father, who was a fucking character in this, by the way, and uh, which is Michael Sam's grandfather. Well, you know, obviously they drive in this town. I think they drive from Phoenix, they said, or yeah. something like that. They're driving to town, and the opening, it's a, it's a, well, first off, let's talk about the opening before that, mm-hmm. where they go to the, we're in the town, which we find out it is, it's Santa Clara, California, where the, 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 the carnival the, rides. The, the carnival rides. Yeah. First off. Cool, you don't know that they're vampires. Coolest fucking vampires you can have. The, the way they're dressed, the mullets, the, the earrings, it's just oh, everything. Yeah. It's just 80s, man. Yeah, man. God, I love it. The 80s was the greatest era of horror films ever, man. God almighty. My opinion. But uh, <laughs> 70s have got some bangers, too. There's some great 70s films. But the, the 80s, the slasher genre, what we had with The Lost Boys, The Thing... There's a lot of great films that came out of that time and that era for the 80s oh, yeah. horror films. I mean, even even just you know outside of the, like the horror genre stuff like that, that that punk vibe that the 80s really set. Well, the big hair band, the big hair yeah. bands. Era. I'm, well, I'm also thinking about like the beginning of Terminator, the first. Oh one. yeah, Predator. Predator was in that time. Alien, yeah, like everything, the, man. The beginning of Terminator, the first one with Bill Paxton. Yep. And like he, you know, him and his buddies playing the punks and all that. It's like. Yeah, the heart. Se- selling that vibe, you right. know, and that's something that you can, kind of like you're saying before, it's kind of timeless. Yep. And they really, really keyed oh, yeah. in on that in Lost Boys. Yeah, and also, uh, the whole thing that I thought was, when they, you know, the opening scene, they, they get into an issue with a guy, and the, the rent-a-cop, the Paul Blart character, yeah. he ends <laughs> up stopping the fight, you know something's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And he leaves, he his ship's over, so he leaves, and all of a sudden... He's running his car. He sees people, somebody flying, mm-hmm. like something's coming after him. He don't know what's going on. And the, the the give that vibe that they had, which they shot well, you don't see nothing. All you see is him being him trying to get his car door open, which is always frantic in horror films. Right. Check out my car opening. They rip him, the door off the hinges, and then they go to black. Right. And then they go to where we talked about with them, drive, the, the, you know, the family driving to fucking mm-hmm. – uh, from Phoenix to Santa Clara, and I love how Michael's looking out of the back. I think he's in the back seat, and he's looking out the window. He sees Welcome to Santa Clara, and then he goes to the back side. Back he goes, murder capital. And world. then you hear that door song, People Are Strange. Yeah. When, and then you go this the opening credits, the film, and the roller coaster. You see the, mm-hmm. the cool older side, and you see this punk hippie side, this California-esque town and shit. Oh, yeah. It's just a good opening, and then you go to where they see... You know, where they go on top of the, you know, basically their granddad lives in a secluded area mm-hmm. off the road, which 
By the way, if I had money like that, right? It's it it's it not big property, but it's perfect. It's small. It's condemned. It's somewhere where you're nice. You you're not away from people, but you are. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's nice. Like you know. You know one thing I liked about the opening uh, with the like the whole uh, rent a cop thing where they grab him right at the beginning is they do this overhead shot of uh, of the road and the crossing over the road and you see the the security guard or whatever from a distance and initially it just looks like a flyover shot. Yep. But then you realize they're swooping in. It's like oh well, shit, you know, these when guys you know, are flying. When you know they're flying, you hear the wind in the back. You can hear the. Yeah. <laughs> You hear that wind in the back, and Schumacher was genius to shoot that that way. Because I thought, like you said, it's a pan over shot. Like, okay, it's a pan over shot. Aerial shot, yeah. And then you hear that. You hear that wind. It's like it's whispering in the wind, man. Yeah. So, Michael and Sam are viewing the house. They see their granddad smokes a little reefer, which ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, I ain't got no problem when nobody does that. Does their thing on that. Um, I've been actually people at work actually asked asked if I smoke or not, and I tell them all the time. No, but I wouldn't blame you if you thought I did. Because <laughs> there's some off-the-wall shit I say at work. There's some off-the-wall shit I say. You know, no comment. Your son's right here. I can't. We can't have the conversation we have. By the way, Mark told me what he – Mark Drake, who will be on my show next week to review Phantasm, which I will address at the end of this. He's told me what he said to you that made you say, I don't know if you're serious or not right now. You really freaked me out about the – Oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, the the – the, uh, the the thing about he said about uh, the, the decapitation or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Though. You, he said you looked at him stuff and he was like, well, I, that, that, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was, like you said, it was so off the wall, but the way he delivered it is just like you know, deadpan straight face. I'm like, I'm When we get off here, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what he said to me and Justin Jackson the other night at work, and you were gonna laugh your fucking ass off, man. It was he, Mark Drake is he. I cannot wait to have him on the show next week, man, because he is a he is he is dry as hell, but he's a fun time. Oh yeah, great I mean, guy. Between you and him, would be fucking comedy gold. Well, oh yeah, we're probably I'll probably get my show canceled. <laughs> but uh, so Michael and Sam decide that they're gonna go out on the boardwalk. Which, by the way, well, you know what? First thing I thought about that boardwalk when I saw what's that? Chicago. Oh really? The pier and all that. Yeah. That's what I thought about because you know the, the area where it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Now I don't have the amusement park shit, but it just it's a big walkway. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I mean it's what do they say? It's the uh, biggest tourist attraction in the hemisphere. Or yeah, some or shit some like. shit like that. I mean, yeah. I uh, I actually used to to work there. Shit, probably more than ten years ago now. No running sh- rides and all that no sort shit. of stuff. That's cool. So, yeah. No, it was. Mm. All it right. Was, so, um, um, also we, we see the most, in a horror film that you're about to watch, you see a great live performance. Oh, yeah. This muscled up, I still believe guy with this, he's playing this fucking trumpet and he's he a, saxophone, sax, sax, solo, and solo yeah. and he's fucking jacked. Yeah. And I was watching this last weekend cause I'm weird. I can watch a movie for a week and remember everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this at that 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 person's house. I'm telling you about, and she's like, of all things to throw into a vampire horror film, <laughs> it, but it fits. And then you see, and then you see every horror film is a, a beautiful woman. Of course, yeah. you see Star, yeah, who is played by um, 
Jamie Goretz, and she is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She's the typical 80s hero. The long hair, curly at the end with her hair yeah. swooped aside. I mean, she is just Very typical. 80s big hair. But big hair. Goddamn. Gorgeous. 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 <laughs> so, you know, Michael Caesar, you know, he's fascinating. I mean, I would have been too. And if I looked like Michael, I would have, I can that. <laughs> so Michael goes up, obviously, and he goes to follow her. And she, obviously, Michael finds out she's kind of a drifter, like a gypsy type, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool because of what she wore. She was kind of a gypsy. Yeah, kind of had the she, she has a gypsy vibe to her. So, you know, obviously, that he goes to follow her, and they cut to another scene where, you know, Sam meets goes to a comic book store, which always touches my heart, comic book stores. Sam goes and meets Edgar and Alan Frog. Frog. Alan Frog. Edgar, obviously, is Corey Feldman. Right. And they are self-proclaimed vampire hunters. And it's, Corey Feldman's like, trying to be a badass oh, with yeah. a voice and shit. It felt classic Corey Feldman, by yeah, the way. It really did. He's, was... one the, he's one of those, you know, we talk about Macaulay Culkin and all these other chasers. that Feldman doesn't get talked about at all. He was in Goonies, Friday 13th, this mm-hmm. film. I mean, he had a good run, man. Yeah. And he don't get talked about a lot. He had a good run. I mean, he came out about some stuff about Hollywood, which we're going to stay away from. But, you know, yeah. I mean, that's probably what happened to him. But, you know what I'm saying? Like him and, like, we talk about McCulloch Culkin, all these other childhoods are Corey Feldman don't get a lot of talk. I grew up watching Corey Feldman. <laughs> so, you know, I had a lot of his VHSs, man. So... You know, they give him some horror comics to teach. They give Sam some horror comics to teach with yeah. the, the, the flame that's, that's going on in the town. And then it they see a, uh, there's somebody in the store, and these guy, this these, this couple steals a couple of comic books. Yeah, yeah. And they take off. So and Sam leaves. Now they go back to Michael. Finally, has the nerve to talk to Star. And I think Star actually poached, approached him first, right? Uh, He's staring at a piercing thing, right, or something like that. They. Uh... Like he sees her passing by, mm-hmm. they you know lock eyes, have that moment, mm-hmm. but then it's after was after she rides off with David. Mm-hmm. She's the one that approaches him again, I believe. Mm. So basically, you know, um, they uh, David approaches, you know. You know, Michael finally talks to Star. They're having a really good conversation. And the, the group pulls up with David. Mm-hmm. And David and his, his sly. You know, you can see this guy. This guy's a scumbag. You know he's evil. There's some off with this guy. Yeah. And what he talks about. So they all got motorcycles. So they go out and ride. They reach a dangerous cliff, obviously. And Michael almost drives over the damn thing. So, obviously... Now, obviously, a gang like that has to have a clubhouse or an area to hang out with. So, where they go? An abandoned luxury hotel that was sanken by a 1906 earthquake. I did some research on that. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty fucking freaking cool that they did that, man. Like that reference that. That reference that. And Santa Clara, because, you know, California has all those earthquakes and shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, you know. And I also like, this is where David, psychologically, he screws with Michael. With the Chinese food. Yeah. With the magnets and the worms and shit. And it's just like... He might like he says, "Don't those are worms." He goes, "Don't noodles, Michael." And Michael picks them up. And there's it's wet noodles, right? Like you know what I mean. So, you know, obviously, <clears throat> you know, does kind of the reverse psychology almost, or kind of psyching him out so that when he hands him the drink, right? And Star him. warns him, like, "Leave him alone." She's being very cautious, like, "Leave him alone," mm-hmm. like, just let him be. And of course. Star warns Michael not to drink his blood. He goes, yeah, whatever. He takes a swig of it. 
And then you hear that classic, I think for the first time you hear that that slow beat of that guitar with those drums, and you hear Cry Little Sister, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite, it might be my favorite theme song from a movie. Outside of like I Tired from Rocky Feet, Rocky Three and that, Cry Little Sister. It's always been a fan. We're gonna talk about the soundtrack oh, yeah. after we after the film after the we talk about the film, because I really wanna know what's your opinion on that. So but so then they go on and they, they go they go to another scene where David and them are gonna ride out. Well, Michael, the railroad bridge scene. Yeah. The adrenaline rush you watch is you're going, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, even this day, you know what's going to happen, but you're like, can you imagine trying to hang? Like, you're hanging for your life. You know yeah. what I mean? Shit, doing a dead hang for that long anyway. <laughs> then you got a freight train going over top of you. Yeah, man. It's it's a great, it's just a really, really, really good, um, a really, really good um, side story. The fact that, like, like they're fucking with this dude, and he drops. You thinking, what the fuck? And then he what, he falls in his bed. He's at home now. Right. So now his eyes are sensitive to sun now, and it's like he's got the he's always wearing glasses now. His eyes are. And you realize he starts sweating a lot too, mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. So also, I like the fact that uh, we talked about how. Um, let me go back. I can't remember the name of the the, the who ends up being the dad, but. Uh, Max, obviously, he ends up having a thing for you know, um, dying. Um, the wife, Sue, uh, uh, Lucy, I'm sorry, Lucy, Lu- yeah, Lucy the, the mom, yeah. the mom, he ends up having a thing, so he gets incorporated because he they actually, if you remember, they cross paths, yeah, she like wanders into his video store, store yeah. with a little boy that gets right. lost, and he gives the little boy a sucker and he hands off, which is kind of creepy in a way, you know, what I mean, here's a sucker, you know, you know. Right, you know yeah. what the way it is, but they end up. That's where you see uh, David walking with Green. He goes, "I thought I told you never to come back in here again." From the moment you in there, when you watch, when you find out what's going to happen, you go, "Some that there's, that, something, th- there's yeah. something there. Like there's some intimidation. Like there's something going on." Right, right. So they go to that. So obviously, and I forgot to mention that Michael and Sam have a dog named Anouk, and Anouk is the first one to realize there's something wrong with Michael. Right, he's, he's got the, that, sent the dogs. That, yeah, you know, because your dog can know you. You can't know how you're feeling, but your dog knows something's wrong with you. Like if you ever get up and you have a pet and you're feeling down the dumps, if you don't want to admit it, your dog comes there and lick you and they'll lay on you and like get off me. And then they're like, all right, you know what I mean? You know how they are. Yeah, I've actually I got a, a pretty good friend that she has a service dog like mm-hmm. that, and like the dog knows more about how she's feeling than she does. Right. And so definitely, you know, it was cool in the movie. They kind of keyed into that. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, uh, and like you said, I know being the first one to recognize what's happening to right. Michael. Right. Then, of course, they realize, Sam later realizes the bath scene where he's, I ain't got a man. He's singing that <laughs> shit, that song. And Michael realizes there's something wrong with him, and he catches Michael floating in his shit, you know, having a mirror in the shower where he puts his hand, which is a cool effect in the oh, 80s. Yeah. And he fucking freaks out. Like, oh my God, you're a vampire. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. I think, honestly, that's probably like the most... Realistic response to finding out that your brother's a vampire, though. Like, he's like, I'm not gonna kill you. Like, like at first, he's just like, "Oh, come on!" Like, really? Yeah. And then he gets upstairs, and he's like, finally realizes, like, "Oh, right. shit!" <laughs> like he begins. So Michael ends up going. Michael ends up um, going to a, like find Star mm-hmm. to find out what the hell's going on, and also like to figure out that um, um. Sam, uh, Sam calls his mom. They, him and <laughs> she's oh, out on a date. She ends up standing the guy. Yeah, up. standing the guy and leaves. Like, what the hell happened? So 
Michael ends up developing. He feels he knows something's wrong, so he goes see Star for help. And we're going to get a story of what happens after this scene, what really was supposed to happen. Okay. And Michael begins to develop, you know, powers. And he knows there's something wrong with What is going on with me? He asks for Star help because I can't help you. And then, of course, they make out. They end up having sex. Mm-hmm. And good, I'm sitting there going, like, good for you. And that cry little sister. And then they, a cool, after they get done with their thing, obviously, after ejaculation, they get done. <laughs> and after they get done, they go to this wide view shot of the clouds and shit, which I thought was really cool. Like, I don't know what it is about, like, shots of the earth when it's done right, like mm-hmm. clouds in the sky. Yeah. I thought that was really, really good. I thought that was really cool that Schumacher put that in there. Like, it's like yeah. an offbeat, like, oh, shit, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, especially you're on, like, a trip of acid or, like, you're on, <laughs> on some shit. Like, you think, like, like man, it's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool kind of, you know, calling back to the that first scene of the, yeah. the boys flying over. I thought the same like, thing. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, now it's them, you know, cruising through the clouds mm-hmm. or whatever. It does a couple barrel rolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, beautiful shot. And uh, I think the end of that shot is them diving off into the cave. But it's all from their perspective, so it's, it's all... Yeah, pretty trippy. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you know, you know, after that, they go. So, Sam and the Frog Brothers want to find out. They think that Max, they get a sense of, well, Max would be the head vampire. Well, obviously, they happen. Max shows up, and they do these funny-ass things yeah. where they're like, with the, the lights and the mirrors and everything, the garlic, the water, and everything else. And... One thing that I thought was interesting was when Max first shows up to the house, him and Michael are yeah they have it here. yeah the go ahead. they had that like little standoff or right. whatever, and uh, Max says, "Well, you're the man of the house. Am, uh, will you invite me in?" And he says, "You're welcome. Or you're invited. You're in. invited." And and me like knowing you know classic vampire lore, I was like, "Okay, I don't know if they were you know if that was." A clue, or maybe a little, a little red hair. It, to well, I thought off. I didn't realize it till all these years later, till the end. When I watched the second time, we're talking about the end, mm-hmm. where a certain we'll get into it. But like, Michael goes out obviously while all the shenanigans going on, and Michael David is trying to tell Michael he needs, you know, he's trying to talk to him in his sinister way, provoking him into killing, basically. Yeah. So they David takes Michael and they find a, a group of beach growers. And they're having a, they are like, like, you know, at fire or whatever. And all of a sudden you see them laughing. And all of a sudden the pitch like, and you see Sutherland's face, David's face come in and he's got that look. Yeah. He's got the look. He's fanged yeah, out. And, and, and you probably thought, let's show his tattoo. I, that was exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's the, that's and the shot right you there. You see the first resemblance of blood and violence. Oh, yeah. And it is a gruesome scene. They burn the bodies. Mm-hmm. And you see Michael, he sees this, and his face changes. The, the eye contact's coming. He starts sweating, and all yeah. you see, he's fighting it. And he goes, no, and he falls back. Right. And next thing you know, you see David and his crew walk up on the hill. He goes, you'll never die. You'll be immortal, but you must feed. And he does that little swipe with his hand. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Like, see, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, seeing the seeing the 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 dark side to, to right, all of what's right. going on. You know, and obviously, you know, there's other scenes we could talk about, but I'm trying to run this thing down where like something goes on where uh, Lucy goes to Max's place after Max supposedly goes up missing because he comes home that night to dinner and you hear the bikes rolling up and you think, oh, they're going to get Max now. Right. So they get Max. No, Max is gone. 
And then also that dog, there's a dog that's already there. It attacks mm-hmm. Lisa Lucy and Sam. They go back home and try to figure out what the hell is going on. So Sam knows. Michael figures out. They figure out because Stark shows up after Michael comes home for that night. After right. the whole thing goes down. And she goes, I need to talk to you. He goes, no, don't come up. And my and Michael, before he says lock the door, Star proves she shows that she's a vampire. Yeah, you hear that wind effect. <laughs> the wind, about, which yeah. I think is bad. He, so she's standing with her eyes held up. And <laughs> Sam, man, he gets, he freaks out. She, are you crazy? You had sex with a vampire? Are you crazy? Like He, <laughs> he starts going in this, this trance. And he talks about she, David wanted Star to kill Michael that night. Yeah. He was first. That was the plan. That's why he, because David obviously wanted Michael gone. So basically, he gets a hold of Frog and Alan, the Frog Brothers, uh, Edgar and Alan Frog, excuse me. And they go to the lair. And with Michael, and Michael is weak at this point with the sun and everything else. He's fighting it. In the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, he's fighting that, trying to be a vampire. And. They're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and they go in that lair, and just the way it is, it's just that vibe, that grungy vibe. Like, the light is, it's beautiful lighting for an 80s film. They're walking down those stairs to get into that, 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 the base of that, that, that underground hotel, basically, yeah. where it is. And they're in there looking around, and stuff. They go, oh, shoot, I found, I found a draft. Because vampires like dra- drafts, like cold weather at night. They like, like yeah, that. Yeah, they found, found that clue leading to deeper end. Right. So, of course, of course, they find they look and they're looking around. Look at and Sam was ah! They yell or I think it was Sam scream. No, it was uh, uh who? It wasn't Sam. Who was, was it? It was one of the Frog Brothers. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. About. And then you see the vampire. It is a scary a shot. They're laying. They're upside down sleeping. Yeah, upside down sleeping. So they're vampires, yeah. and they got their they got their feet. You know. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a, an interesting effect that they did. Uh, which I think they showed it either later or whatever, where you have David hanging upside down. And, like, not only has his other features changed, but his feet are bat-like. Yeah, like that, that, that grip, that grip of the bar. Yeah. And, of course, Corey Feldman gets up on the shoulders with that fucking the longest wooden stick I've seen yeah. in my life. <laughs> that thing had to be about maybe 10 inches long and I, about a hand, oh, like, yeah. like a, Kuma, a Kuma's burger wide. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was thick. Shout out to Kuma's, by the way. Please sponsor the show because I love you guys diff. <laughs> they never will. So, basically, and he stabs the one with the, the curly mullet in the heart and they wakes him up was, in, the, uh, in the... Who was... Oh, what's the guy's name? He's been in some films and shit. I know he that. Plays, uh, he's in, he's, uh, he's Bill from Bill and Ted. That's right. And he uh, stabs him in the heart, man, and... You know, and then it all goes to shit. It goes to yeah. shit where it's like blood everywhere. You're dead meat. David yells out, you're dead meat, and he goes after the guy, and a cool visual, he's staring down like, you're dead meat, you can see his he, the anger in his face. Yeah. Then he turns around, then as he turns around, he goes down, he hops down, he scares him, and cool effect, he grabs him, and his hand gets in the light. And mm-hmm. his hand, you see his hand burn, and you see when they run away, they get out of there, right? Mm-hmm. And that badass car that their grandfather has. Yeah. And you see his hand burn, he goes, ah, and he, he, he starts, you see a tear come down his eyes, and he starts. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's laughing at <laughs> it. Because he knows I'm going to get these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get these guys. 
And they all go back to the, you know, their grandfathers. They go back to their grandfathers. The next thing I know, their grandfather goes, you know the rule about taking a car and not filling up with gas? <laughs> no, Grandpa. Well, now you know. You can tell he's a stoner. Grandpa's a stoner. Grandpa, yeah. <laughs> Grandpa don't give a shit. Why? He's not in the movie maybe more than 10, 5, 10 minutes, but every scene honest, he's in. Yeah, he's probably my favorite. <laughs> he's awesome, man. <laughs> he's awesome, man. It's like, that's great. So, you know, they're, so they, Lucy goes out with Max that night. They mm-hmm. go out together. They convince Grandpa, he's got a date tonight in his little workshop of where he works on bones and like he hunts, I think, or does yeah, something he, like, he, like taxidermy stuff. Yeah, you know, stuffing stuff, stuff, and stuff which too, goes, yeah. he goes, well, I better get cleaned up then. Like, like it's just cool, right? <laughs> mad scientist so, going yeah, on. Yeah, don't ever touch his, his double stuff Oreos or his root beer. Yeah. And say yourself, those are mine. I like that uh, in the fridge it says old fart mm-hmm. for the shelf. <laughs> I want one for my fridge. Yeah. So. You know, and of course, they do that badass scene where they're locking the doors, getting everything ready. They've got a bunch of, you know, those die vampires. Sam's chopping up garlic. They're getting the water guns with yeah. the, 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 the holy water, which is badass. And then the night comes down, and you hear that wind, and they're coming. Mm-hmm. They're coming. They're coming. And the first thing they do, because Star has a little boy with him, too. Yeah. Um. Little boy with him, too. And... He and she and they, so Edgar and Alan when they get separated when they split up the work work basically work simultaneously mm-hmm. they work they work they Edgar goes let's take him now because they're like vampires or whatever right yeah and of course Star and the little boy run off they run off and then um, and then freaking all of a sudden the other, one of the vampires comes up and goes hey, you're mine which is kind of weak. And they, they're, they're now they're trapped in the, they're tra- you know what I'm talking about, right? That was a fantastic impression. I loved it. <laughs> You're mine. He goes, and they get the, they get, they walk in the bathtub. They got the bathtub, obviously. And God does it. War boys try holy water, death breath. And they throw it on him and it gets his face and it burns him. Yeah. Now he's pissed. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then a nuke comes out of nowhere. Most dra- dramatic eggs. He falls into the water. He's drowning now. He's like, ah, he drowns. He falls in. He's burning up. I like that. Uh, one thing that was cool was um, when the Frog Brothers are breaking down, like all the info they know about vampires. They say every vampire dies in a different way, mm-hmm. and you get to see that. Mm-hmm. Like this guy just fucking melts in the water. Like melt. Also, the, all the water effects. The what with the over the top eighties, oh, but yeah. it's all, bloods everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. Sink breaks. Yep. Then the, this one. This is the one vampire. He had the best line in that fucking this part where. He shows up and he's kicking Sam and Michael's ass basically, mm-hmm. and he shoots him. He thinks he shoots him with that arrow, and he and he thinks he gets him. He gets up, and goes, "You miss, sucker." I don't know why, <laughs> but that was great. He goes, he goes, uh, what, what, did, and what did Sam say? Like, he's what line did he say? Only once, pal. Yeah. And he shoots him, and dramatic falls into stereo, and he blows up, and yeah. Sam hits out, kind of like death by stereo. Like that's just. <laughs> That right there is like the whole feel of the movie because these these kids are in the middle of this this horror film in the middle of this crazy ass situation and they're still like, damn that was cool you know like, yeah that, that's totally how I mean I I can't say it's how I would be but that's I'd like to think I'd be in that uh, yeah like, like how are you gonna how would you like I would like you think about I'm killing vampires you think of, holy fuck I'm killing vampires like <laughs> yeah. what is going on. Then, of course, David and Michael have their confrontation. And David's doing the thing with vampires. He's attacking through the shadows. Yeah. Is he afraid to face me, David? Are you? Are you, huh? 
And he knocks him down and goes, he goes, you try to kill me, yells out, whatever. And he goes, try to make me a killer. Mm-hmm. And and David just left. He leans into the light, which was beautiful shot. And you just see his skull of his head. And he's like, and he goes, and all of a sudden, Michael spins around with that pen. He's got the vampire face. He goes, you are a killer. And Michael does this. Did you catch it? Where blood comes through his nose. And he, and he licks, licks his, his lips, his lip. lips. Yeah. And they go into a fight where they go up the top. And it's quick. Mm-hmm. It, and this is probably one of the one of the things I'm negative. I wish we would have got a little bit more on, on this fight. And David, but David's so good at talking, where it makes up for it. He's so good at talking in this film, and he basically go back goes nothing, whatever. Let go, my blood is in your veins. And Michael hits that iconic line. So is mine, and he yes. throws David into the like it looked like like antlers or yeah, something. it was uh, some like elk antlers like. And and David it's goes no, and I liked how David when David dies, it was slow. Yeah, and you hear the, the cry, little sister, slow echo in the background, slow His echo. Face is washed in light, right. and, all and that. he, he kind of like it goes like, and he just crips over. It's, yeah, where, whereas the other guys, their deaths were like super violent. Right, like, his, one was, fucking his was it was like is David like oh David it got was, killed. Yeah, it was, it was like sad. Peaceful. It was sad, peaceful. Yeah. Like he thinking. Oh, that motherfucker needs his ass beat, yeah. you know? I burst into but, flames. But the way they did it, it was so unique. They did it like you felt like, he, it was kind of like. You kind of felt sorry the for Sympathy. Him. Yeah. Because he was, like you see, like, it was like his soul was freed. Right. Like it was like, he like he had epiphany like, I'm dying. Like I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was almost like everything he did was like he felt it very deeply. Like mm-hmm. the hunting after the kids, you know, his hand gets burned and he's. He's got that tear running down his eye, but he's he's enjoying himself. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. When uh, when they go out to slaughter the guys on the beach, mm-hmm. like he's he's reveling in that, and so even in his death, he's like almost enjoying the experience of what's going on. Yep. And I think that's the thing that I look at and I go, "Wow, this is awesome!" To the point where I was like, "What a death!" And then Max, obviously Max and Lucy show back up, and they're like, "What the hell is going on?" And Max walks into the room and he finds David. And if you notice, when he turned David's head, David looked younger. He looked like a little boy. Did he? If you go back and watch it, in the light, his, his that foreshadow he had, mm-hmm. it's gone. He looks younger, like he's a kid. He's like a kid again. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out huh. what the hell's going on. And Max goes, But I told you, boys, need And you find out Max is the head vampire. He is the head vampire. They're right. But he goes, We, we pass all the tests. He goes, You never invite a. And this is where I was going to talk about your point. Right. You never invite a vampire in your home sleep. Boy, you're really you powerless, which is true. Yeah. Vampire lore is true. Also, we'll let you know that before that, I skipped ahead. This is my fault. And Sam, uh, a star comes down. She goes, she sees David. And Michael Gerson goes, don't let him see me like this. Yeah. Get away. He goes, Michael's wrong. He goes, I said get away. Okay. Pick it up off the table. Uh, I said, I said get away. I said get away, right? So... And they get to the back of Sam. Max goes, whatever. And he goes, he said, just like one big hat, your boys and my boys. It's like one big hat. And Corey Feldman goes, yeah, the blood-sucking Brady Bunch. <laughs> like, I thought that was awesome. Right. And then, of course, next thing I know, he goes, but I still want you to lose. Yeah. I married my mind about that. And he had a cool look. Like, they did a good yeah. job with his face and his eyes. Right. And then Michael comes back out of nowhere with that iconic line. I didn't invite you this time, Max. Mm-hmm. He had a, <laughs> a deep laugh, and they have a good fight. They have a good, they have a good little scuffle, and all of a sudden, 
you know, he grabs Sam like he's gonna hurt Sam. Goes, you're so afraid. He he like plea. He basically using his her son as bait to have join him. But Lucy's got to get bit by a vampire. Oh yeah. He thinking no, not like this. Oh Sam, and she goes yeah. into it right. Oh oh Sam. And also you hear that fucking honk on that and he runs his grandpa drives in with his, his I think it was a jeep right yeah jeep drives in with his boards in and the boards and the boards pierce the max and dramatic drive like he blows yeah, up throws him into the fireplace so it's all everything's yeah. back to normal like Star and Michael are all back to normal they're hugging each other the little mm-hmm. boys back to normal they're all back to normal. <laughs> Grandpa, man, he gets up. What's the fridge, Dad? He opens the fridge up, or Lucy goes, Dad. He opens the fridge up, pops a beer up, no, pops a root beer up, and takes it. Dad, you're all right. One thing I hate about Santa Clara, all the goddamn vampires. And the film you hear that people are strange, and it ends. And it's just like, I and I every time I watch, I just laugh. I'm that like, right there, it's is a great my favorite line of the movie. All and the that, god, and that's why. Uh, Grandpa is my favorite character. Yeah, because he the the old guy has been living here for how long? <laughs> he knows about. He's the- crazy as fuck, and he knows what's going on. He's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like he's got kind of this this. Uh, you Mate, know. Yeah, and you see Sam and Lucy and Michael. They so he says it later. He's like, you knew, like you know, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> like fucking really, <laughs> really guys. But you know, so that's the end of the film. I want to ask you before we score the film, what did you think of the soundtrack, the score? Oh, I, I loved it. Like it definitely, it made it kind of brought the whole whole vibe of the movie together. I will be honest with you that if that score is not in that film, that film is probably not as great as it, iconic as it is. I think it would still have been a great film, a good horror film, mm-hmm. and it will have memories, but it'll be a hidden gem. Like it'll be, yeah. it'll be like a cult classic. I think that I think the score is that important, that good to a point where it's like. Like this is awesome, man. Like it was, it was a good time. So I want to get your opinion on it. Score of one to ten on what you think, buddy. I'll uh, let me break it down in a couple ways. All right. So I, I was thinking about this because we we had talked a l- little bit prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna break down by the story. Okay. By the the movie itself and like the cinematography. Okay. And then. Entertainment, like basically, was I entertained? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Um, story, I give it eight, eight and a half out of ten. It's a, I love that they dive into kind of the classic vampire lore of things, like you know the mm-hmm. need to be welcomed in and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really kind of, it's like the modern day vampire story. I mean, for the eighties, but still, like, uh, so I definitely was entertained by that. Um, movie and cinematography. Uh, I mean, granted, it is what was it, eighty seven? Yes. So, jeez, almost 30, 25 years ago or so. It's actually uh, two thousand seven. Oh, jeez, yeah, thirty. It's almost forty years. Almost forty. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, uh, my God. Yeah. So, like, you know, definitely, you know, shows. Shows the age so far as the cinematography, like the the scene where they uh, Max and David fly together to fight. It's like I'm I fight myself to not critique overly mm-hmm. on things like that. So you kind of see the 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 technology of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing that I judge movies on 
these days is was I entertained? Mm-hmm. And I gave that a solid 10 out of 10. Because <laughs> that was uh, a fucking ride, man. Uh, like I said, the first thing I thought of when I finished the movie was how have I been sleeping on this thing for all these years? It's probably a film you want to go out and buy and have it in oh, your yeah. collection. Yeah, because yeah. it's going off of Netflix soon, so I want to have like a copy I could go to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you ever like you ever seen Lost Boys? Like, yeah, you ever seen, you ever seen Lost Boys? Someone maybe one day meet you and him could sit down and watch, you know yeah. what I mean? You're, you and your boy can watch. So my opinion and why I think of it, the casting is phenomenal. It's the greatest vampire horror film I've ever think I've ever seen. The score, soundtrack, I am a fan of. The cinematography with the shots of the yeah, daylight and the night yeah. is amazing. Beautifully shot, like I just said. I could have had a little bit better of an ending outside of that punchline. I wish it was a little bit more dramatic, but also mm-hmm. the, the acting and the voice is, is, is phenomenal. I'm always entertained every time I watch it. Like I said, it's in my top three favorite horror films of all time. It's a perfect film, in my opinion. The only thing negative I got to say, and it's really a mixed thing, is where I wish David and Michael had a better fight, but David's acting and his voice makes up for it. Like, so how can yeah. I really critique it? Halloween is my favorite horror film of all time. Lost Boys is number two. It's 10 out of 10. It's a perfect film for me. I cannot awesome. sit there and say awesome. it's not one of those. It's, it'll never surprise Halloween, mm-hmm. but it is my second favorite horror film of all time. I love that fucking movie. I will never get tired of it. The sequels suck, <laughs> and I recommend you not to watch them. They are bad to watch. I've watched each uh, each sequel once. I've watched the second one and the third one. I've watched them twice, uh, once a piece, and I can't. They're best bad. Now, I'm going to address something, too, that you might know. They're remaking this movie. That's, uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, Mark Drake and I have had... Because con- Mark knows... Mark's big in movies like I am. Yeah. Especially in the horror Especially the horror, horror genre, movie. Yeah. Yeah, like how I, I mean, I'm a horror fanatic. You mm-hmm. know how I am. And I'm not one of those guys that beat Shell remakes. I am down for it. I hope it works well. I hope it's fantastic. I hope it, it, it comes up. Everything else, everything is peachy. Yeah. And I think it will be a good time. But... I don't want people going in and bashing this film. I think they need to give it the chance. No one ain't gonna ruin the classic because it's a classic that is timeless. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't change how that first movie was made. Right. You can always go back to it. I just I just think it's shameful. And the thing back to Joel Schumacher, director, it's shameful. He made this masterpiece of a horror film. Like there's like there's so many directors got their tough notch in horror. John Carpenter's known for making Halloween. Right. You know, Toby Hooper's known for making Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, you know, Spielberg's known for making Jaws, for God's sakes. I mean, Spielberg's part of the GOAT, but, I mean, he made Jaws. That was his first big film he made. Right. And Schumacher made a horror classic no one talks about. You know, why? Because <laughs> of Batman, Robin Batman forever. Because of the bigger audience. But this film, this film, to me, is just timeless. It's amazing. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Matt. I'm glad oh, that you had a good time. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time with it. Because I, I knew when you, the way your personality was, I said, I will be shocked if he does not love this movie. And I'm glad to say you're a fan. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess to come back to it, there was a, there was a scene you had said earlier um, that there was a, kind of a fun fact you had about when uh, Michael and Star get together that night. You said it was supposed to go differently. He, yeah, Star was supposed to. That was supposed to be his, her first victim. Michael was supposed to die that night. David wanted him because he didn't think Michael was going to cooperate with him. Oh, okay. He wanted Star. I thought to, you were saying that like when the movie was made, they had a different. No, idea. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I haven't done research on that. Now, I will say this though: that is a that's a horror film right there. If you're going to remake it, don't do exactly a copy original. Do some of the original and do difference. Like Fright Night. 
is a classic, another classic vampire horror film. It's one of the best. It's a, it's a horror film. It's actually known more than Lost Boys, I think. Mm-hmm. Outside of the horror community, Fright Night is a bad, a badass horror film. And I'm taking you've never seen Fright Night. I've not. You okay. don't gotta shake your head so hard. I mean, I didn't shake my head. I said, I "Wow!" and cracked my knuckles on that. <laughs> um, it's a horror classic. It, it's a it's a good classic. And I recently didn't watch it till about five years ago. Okay, but I will recommend you to watch it. They made a sequel. They made a remake. They made a sequel. I haven't seen, and they made a remake that I've seen called uh, with Colin Farrell as the heck here. If you watch the original one, you'll be like, "Damn, it, Lost Boys!" It Lost Boys is here, but Fright Night is like right. Like four or five sets below it. It is a damn good vampire okay. film. That's the only one. And there's another film that came out in the late '90s called John that John Carpenter called called John Carpenter's Vampires. Okay. You ever seen Karate Kid Part Three? Yeah. You know the the, the Terry uh, Silver. Yeah. He plays the head vampire, and they got James Woods, the head vampire hunter. It's okay. a it's a it's got a badass John Carpenter score. It's one of my hidden gems. It's a hidden gem horror film nobody talks about. Joe Wynn's actually seen. Joe Wynn's actually a fan of that movie. Okay. Believe it or not, Joe Wynn likes something. I'm just kidding, Joe. <laughs> now you said that uh, this is your number two favorite horror film of all time. Mm-hmm. Would you say this is? How would you rate that on like films in general? Oh fuck! Would, sit down. So you, you said like Halloween is your favorite favorite horror film. Is that your favorite film? Period. Halloween is not what the, the shirt I got on right now the is crow. the crow. Halloween. And I debate back and forth if this is a horror film or not. I've I've heard debates on both sides of that. Yeah, I think it's more drama based yeah. than horror. It's a it's a it's a great story. It's a great film. Yeah, like a very dark drama. I will film. never say a negative thing about that film. I don't think I'm able to say about that. Maybe one day I'll get someone here who's never seen it. I'll review it. That'd be a film I could talk about because I love that fucking movie, man. Mm-hmm. I, that's the that the only soundtrack that's better than Lost Boys is this one. That grunge '90s era yeah, soundtrack. Absolutely. I mean, it's got you got uh, Nine Inch Nails on there. I mean the the. Uh, you got the cure. I mean, they got a. That's a damn good soundtrack. Even Corey uh, Spencer, he yeah. talk, He's a big fan of that soundtrack. He talked. We talked all together. Every time I, I wore a crow shirt, he goes, "That's a good movie, man." I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah, I love the sound." I, I said, "You know, he's from Chicago too." Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> literally, the only thing we talk about is Chicago. Is Chicago. Yeah. Talk about Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I used to piss him off all the time. I told her I had the whole doc telling everybody he was from Boys Town. <laughs> he got so mad. He got so mad at me about that. <laughs> Come on, with a new joke, motherfucker. Tell the whole goddamn duck my business. I said, so you are from Boys Town. No, you know what the fuck I meant. Okay, my bad, Corey. <laughs> but overall, so I'm glad you came on the show, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always, buddy. man. Maybe we can, maybe you can, maybe one day you can find a film that I've never seen. And maybe we can come on here and review it, do it opposite. It'd be fun. Yeah. So sure. preview. We'll so preview for next week's show as planned. My buddy Mark Drake, aka Baldus Wonder Kid, is going to be on here. We're going to have a good time. We're going to review the horror film Phantasm. It's a horror classic. It's one of the more underrated horror gems. If you know horror community, it's a classic. But also, you know, it's a unknown well horror film on a mainstream basis. It's a very low budget film, but it is timeless. And I have not seen this movie in about five or six years, I believe. So I'm looking forward to watching it again on Shredder. I believe we'll be on Shredder. If not, I will find a way to watch it. I think I got it on my Blu-ray. I got it my, actually, I got it on my Blu-ray collection. So I, either way, I'm going to be able to watch it. So it's a good time. And I will leave you guys with always this note. I don't bullshit, I just tell it like it is, straight up.